Hello, and welcome to the Blogging Business Owner Podcast. I'm your host, Anna. It's good to have you here. This episode may include affiliate links. And remember, this is not legal or financial advice. Now let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Blogging Business Owner. Today, we'll be talking about Blogging 101, the six essential blogging tips for beginners. This is episode 25, so if you would like to find the show notes, you'll find them at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash 25. So let's talk about just kind of the basics, right, of blogging. And I'm happy that I received this question from one of our listeners about, you know, tips for aspiring bloggers. So this was really helpful. So here are some essential tips for every blogger. Now, I'm super glad that, you know, people are still considering writing and posting that writing up on the web because there's so many other ways to create content nowadays. You can make videos, you can, you know, post pictures. There's just so many other ways to post content and, you know, blogging is not exclusive to just writing. You are also, you know, if you choose, um, making content. When I mentioned the videos and the pictures and all that stuff, you know, 80% of people still identify themselves with being blog readers. And many of them are subscribed to newsletters and often that's the way that they stay connected. Now, studies have also showed that organizations are 13 times um, more likely to get a return on their investment when they prioritize their blog rather than trying to grow their social medias. So the first thing really when you want to start blogging, whether you're a business owner, an entrepreneur, or you know someone who wants to have a hobby blog, it's to figure out what you want to say. Now, on this show, we direct our conversations to blogging business owners. That means people who want to make money online through blogging. So the more that you niche down, it's the better it is for you and your business because you can talk about one subject or one area or one form or theme and then continue to do that. And the more you niche down, the better it is. Okay, I'm going to talk to you about some blog categories. Of course, you can have a mix of these, you know, depending on your theme. So for example, uh, for me, blogging business owner, it's a how-to, but it's also concept and learning the basics. It's not just one or the other. Uh, so let me talk to you about some categories. And you might fall into several of these as well, or maybe just one of them. So the first one is how-to blogs. These are the blogs that give you step-by-step or maybe are listicle to help you do something, so some type of skill. This is mostly done by um, like crafters or even like cooking. Uh, They're usually a step-by-step sort of blog. Another type of blog is what blogs. So this talks more about products and services and it tells you more about why you need it, why people buy it, and you know what you should know about it. So um, not necessarily reviews, but you can mix reviews into it as well. The next one is funny blogs. And this is more about, 
you know, making jokes or maybe having a joke of the day or providing some type of humor at whatever, you know, rate that you push out content. You could even do quote, um, sorry, quote blogs. And quote blogs are just quotes that you think would be beneficial. Now, it might not feel like this is a great topic, but it really is. A lot of people who write newsletters will start off with a quote and they're always looking for new quotes. And so if you have a quote blog, then you're producing these quotes and people will, you know, very likely be subscribing to you because you're giving them that content that they need for most likely like their newsletter. Another is controversy blogs. And this could be things that, you know, talk about um, kind of like touchy uh, topics like abortion, politics, religion, all those. So these are a bit more controversial and, you know, um, probably swaying, you know, uh, a very specific type of audience. The next is informational blogs. So these could also be like how-to blogs, but they could also be like the weather, holidays, things of that sort. Uh, so just things that give you information like a day-to-day. Review blogs are, you know, like when two things are being compared or when there's a product or a service and someone is giving their feedback on it. It's, it's very opinion-based. You could do a diary blog where you're taking your own, you know, photographs and videos and explaining your experience. Uh, And this is mostly done by, you know, people who are going on a trip or um, they want to share their experience with others or even, you know, young adults who want to stay in touch uh, with their friends and with their family. So, Diary blogs can often, it's usually uh, those um, targets, uh, but you can also have diary style blogs and like Tumblr and things like that. Lifestyle blogs are things that tell you about, you know, the ups and downs of life, but also, you know, tell you about how to make things better for you and maybe your loved ones as well. So the main thing here is bloggers get rewarded for the content that they provide to their readers. And most bloggers will make money as an affiliate for companies selling products that they recommend due to their readers' interest in them. The way that most bloggers make money, especially if you're just starting out, is through advertisement. And you only get those ads if you have enough traffic to your blog. Another popular way is through affiliate marketing, uh, so promoting products or services that are maybe not your own. And then a third way is usually coming up with your own product or service. Usually people making over $2,000 a month, bloggers, they're usually offering their own product or service, uh, but that's when affiliate marketing kind of kicks in and, and they make most of their money that way. And the second is through ads. So when you're thinking about 
starting a blog, really think about your niche. Think about what you want to target as far as a topic or a group of people and find out what you know what what you want to say on a consistent basis. Of course, if you just want to blog just like a pastime, then you don't need to find a niche, right? You can just talk about whatever whenever you want. But for blogging business owners, finding your niche is really going to help your customers to be able to connect with you. Now, when you decide a niche, make sure that your name, like the name of your blog, your domain, does match what you're trying to say. It doesn't have to be exact, uh, but it it should match. <gasps> Sorry. It's okay, honey. It should match somewhat. So putting your name on it is very broad, but does give you leverage to kind of evolve with your brand. And then doing something that is very specific uh, sometimes doesn't let you evolve. Uh, so just think, consider, you know, what are the things that you want to talk about now and where you think your blog would be going in the future. We did talk about niches quite a bit, uh, but I just I just want to say that, you know, take into consideration what you're going to be talking about, the style of writing, uh, your tone of voice, and or the tone of, of your blog altogether. I think that will give you a good, um, it will point you in the right direction for sure with your domain name. And domains are just so hard <laughs> to really think about. So um, the more you can tap into that community that you're trying to access or establish yourself into, I think the easier it's going to be for you to come up with that domain name. So be sure when you choose one, the first thing to do when you choose that name, make sure that you do go to the trademark search system or TSS to make sure that it's not claimed by anybody. Because if somebody already has like a copyright to it or um, anything like that, then you're not going to be able to use the name you know, and, and they could come and ask you to change it. So that, that would be unpleasant. So, you know, if it's available on the TSS website, at least for U.S. market, then you want to go and check it out on something like Namecheap and make sure that it's available as a domain itself. So just be sure that it's on those two fronts that it's available and then you know you have your green light to go ahead and register your domain choose the best platform for your blog i think that as a blogger you're going especially for beginner bloggers you're going to be evolving as far as your tone your writing your whole life right to be able to consistently put out content so you need to, you know, in the background, you're managing your business and then in the front end, you're publishing content onto your blog. So be sure that you're able to comfortably keep up that schedule and choosing the right platform is super important because the last thing you need is for all of your hard work to not be able to be, you know, like shown to your customers because the site is down. So just be mindful about 
what you're comfortable with, what you, you know, what, what are your boundaries? So if cost is a boundary, then you want to look for something that is, you know, on the more affordable side. And then you might have other priorities. Uh, if money is not an issue, your priority might be, you know, to have a fast loading speed, uh, to be able to have a backup, to be able to have full, uh, rights for your privacy and your services. Uh, those things might be important to you to have full control of your theme. So just think about, you know, what is important to you. So for me, it was that it was not going to crash. And even if maybe on my end, the back end, if I were having problems, that I could reach out to customer service and somebody would be there to support me. Because for most bloggers, I think that's the biggest threshold is building your own website because most people don't have experience with that. So for me personally, I chose to go with Cloudways uh, because cloud computing for me was just better and easier than hosting it on you know here where I live. Uh, just because I was expecting to have an international audience. So think about, you know, who your audience is and, and make your decision based on that. So you might be thinking if, if you already have a business going, maybe you you have a car dealership or maybe you are into weddings and, you know, you or maybe you're a max uh, matchmaker. So you now you're going into blogging so that you can have, you know, you could start ranking on the search engine results and your business could be discovered on, you know, whatever search result you're most likely to join or, or to, uh, to want to rank on. So you could pick up writing on your own. Um, you know, it's, it's really about knowing yourself and knowing your time, your responsibilities, and how much consistency can you put out there. So if you have all those and you're willing to put in time and effort to be able to learn to write blogs on a consistent basis, um, then you know, go ahead and do it on your own. If you do need a little bit of help, I I do think it's beneficial to hire some type of editor. Um, maybe you need, like, if you're new to the subject, you need a content editor. Uh, if you are out of practice with writing, you might just need a copy editor. So someone to just go through and, and make things clear and maybe format it in a way that makes more sense. Um, if you need a lot more help than that, then I think hiring another blogger is really important because they're used to this, right? They're used to writing a blog post. They know where to look for information. They know how to put information together. They're up to date with best practices as far as linking and um, putting captions and descriptions on pictures and videos, where to find the most uh, the best information, what licenses you know are available for commercial use if you're going to put in pictures and videos and anything like that. So you know if 
if you do want to start a blog, but you don't have the time and you need a little bit of support or you need a lot of support, I think the best thing to do is to hire a blogger. And you, most bloggers will also offer consultation. So you can hire them and in this you know, at the same time that they're writing for you, they could also be consulting with you so that you're learning from someone with experience about how to write a blog. I think that is probably the easiest way to learn and the most convenient because you have one-on-one support with someone who really truly cares about your brand. Now, if you are not at that stage, I would still consider hiring someone for editing if you're not very sure about or confident in your writing, I wouldn't hire someone. This is just my personal preference. I wouldn't hire someone for proofreading and grammatical errors just because there's things like Grammarly that you can pay, which is like AI that goes through your work and will look for inconsistencies. And there, there's a free plan. There's a paid plan. I use the paid plan. I think it like it helps me tons. I know people that have been on the free plan for a long time. So, you know, just maybe try the free plan. Uh, and if there's a free trial or something, try the, I think they call it the premium plan. So the paid plan and just try it out. Uh, I, I think it's way more supportive uh, because I'm able to put it on different platforms. Now, as far as proofreading, the reason personally that I wouldn't hire someone for proofreading is because I can do my own proofreading. The way that I usually do it is I just space it out. So I'll write my content and I'll be strict with the content editing that I'm, I'm putting in. So I have references and all that stuff. And then I'll stop after I'm done with that, I'll stop, I'll put it away, I'll work on something else. And when I have forgotten about that article and, and just kind of like the, you know, the little parts, the details of it, I'll come back and I can read it with fresh eyes. And that way I do my own proofreading and, you know, and grammatical corrections. So, you know, if, but also you need like a content calendar to be able to do that, right? You need to have a plan and be able to plan in advance, right? Like if you're writing, editing, and publishing all in the same day, then it, it doesn't let, like, um, the proofreading is probably not going to be as good as when you step away from it. So if you're under those circumstances, my recommendation is ask somebody else to read it Uh, a native English speaker um, and ask them to read and to do proofreading, which shouldn't, shouldn't take long. You know, if you just wrote it that day, it shouldn't take really long. Okay. So when you want to choose the best platform for your blog, there's basically four things that you need to consider or four factors that you need to consider. So first of all is the type of blog and I'm just speaking broadly right now. So if maybe, you know, think about like, do you want to make money with ads? Do you not want to make money? Is this leisure or is this, you know, is this something that you want to have as passive income? So if it's just leisure, then pick something that's free, you know, because it's leisure. Um, 
if you have money to spare, then that's great, right? But usually if it's just for leisure, then you can just do it on like Blogger or um, Tumblr if it's still <laughs> if it's still up. Or you can even write newsletters on Substack, you know, and get like feedback and talk to people and, you know, do it all for free. Uh, or Medium as well. That's another um, good site to be able to write on. If you want to make money, then you want to start looking into self-hosting and think about, you know, because when you're self-hosting, you're really able to direct how you make your money, your traffic. You also have more responsibility, but uh, it really, it's about the purpose that you want your blog uh, to have. You also want to think about just the followers that you're going to want to attract with your blog. So think about basically the number of followers. So if you think that your niche is going to be like super big and you want, you know, half a million of traffic per month, which is usually when blogs cap out, then, you know, picking a platform or a hosting service or a theme that supports that type of traffic is going to be really important for you. If you are more niche down and you're doing something like um, something local, right? Maybe you own a local floral store and you want to be self-hosted maybe, then thinking about a hosting plan that's going to support you and that it's not going to be that expensive because you don't expect half a million uh, people to you know, come through your website every month. You want to think about functionality, and this is number three. So check out some features and look at platforms and see what works for you and what you don't really need. This also kind of goes through like plugins and your theme, just think about, you know, what is going to present your content the best way possible. So if it's a lot, if there's like a lot of white space in the, on the website, like on the theme, then, you know, you're probably going to be doing like recipes or, right? Because you want to make it like really vibrant and fill it up with like art or, uh, maybe music, your podcast, things like that. Uh, if your blog is more written word, then you want to get a theme that kind of, you know, like promotes your your written work uh, throughout the site and, and makes it visually appealing and um, positive as far as, you know, user experience. And the last thing, of course, you want to think about price. So think about what you're willing to invest, not only in the front end, but also on an ongoing basis and how you want to, you know, kind of how long you think, you know, you're going to give this a try um, and and how much money you think you're going to invest. So once you have thought of all these areas, these four areas, um, I really think it's important to create a plan. And, you know, you can write it down, you could do a vision board, whatever way is easier for you. But I think it's really important to, to make a plan uh, so that you can have a really successful blog. 
So I know I just gave you four, but I'm going to give you five pointers as components that you want to think about, right? When you're thinking about price. So some of them are going to be the product. So thinking about what you're selling to the reader, um, what's the basic outline, like where, where should they start? Where should they end? How do they purchase? Those kind of things. You want to think about the story of the brand because most people will buy if they buy into the brand. And so thinking about, um, you know, if you're going to present yourself as, you know, relating to people around you geographically at an international level, if you want to appear as an authority in your subject, or maybe you want to do um, just share, you know, personal information. So thinking about just the story of the brand and how you're going to present it. Thinking about the voice. Are you going to be sharing personal experiences? Are you going to be providing value or exciting information? So those are all things that you want to take into consideration about how you're going to move forward. Of course, you can have little bits here and there of all the things that I'm saying, but there has to be some um, continuity to your content. Second to last is the space. And that's more about your content. So like I was saying, you know, different content is represented differently. So you might, if you're doing something with a lot of pictures, a lot of videos, then, you know, maximizing the space for what really is important, like the pictures and the videos, I think it's, that is going to, you're going to have to leverage that over words. Whereas if you're more of a news site or information, um, humor, maybe, then you want to be able to make sure that it's, that the layout is appealing for written word rather than pictures and videos and other things like that. And the last thing that you want to consider when you're making this blogging plan is the stage. So where are you going with your with your uh, brand and with your blog? How are you going to update? Uh, how are you going to post new posts, right? How are you going to let people know <laughs> that those are posted? Are you going to do promotions? How are you going to do those? And how are you, if you are in a money-making um, blog, which if you're listening to this, you are, you want to think about growth. And maybe it's not growth in subscribers. Maybe it's growth in product or service sales. And just thinking about your community. How are you going to be nurturing your community as you move forward? And even from the very beginning. So these are the five things I think you should consider. The product, the story, the voice, space, and the stage. So five things for your blogging plan. Again, you can do it any way that you best understand it. And some people even do well just thinking about these five things and kind of um, visualizing them. You know, whatever works for you, just know that this is a blogging plan and 
the more you can the more you can see your plan the the easier it's going to be for you to be able to do minute things like finding the domain name and the theme and picking out your first couple of content ideas now if you're a blogging business owner you're going to ultimately need to write your first blog post so again you can outsource this to somebody else, but regardless, you're going to have to give them some direction most of the time, not all the time. So use pertinent keywords every time. That's one of the biggest advice is to make sure that you're looking at what are the words that are hitting the rank the most. Even if you don't really like think about SEO, search engine optimization, I think it's really important to still look at it from a user experience perspective. So what are people asking and what do people want to know right now or at the time that it's going to publish? So there is some benefit of it, even if you're not doing it for SEO purposes. Now, make sure that you have a well-written title because it's the first thing that people are going to see. So you want to make sure that it's attention-grabbing, that it's... Not too short, not too long. So just making it the best for your community. Make sure that your post is fluid, right? So that people understand your train of thought as they're going through it. And they're not losing um, you <laughs> and your concept or your skill. Now, you also want to look at the length of your post. Of course, people say that longer posts do better, and that's because of SEO, right? You're able to put more keywords in there. But sometimes people stay on the article a lot longer when you add pictures and videos rather than a ton of words. So even if you write a 500-word article and it's to the point, it gives all the most information, it's value-packed, and you add a ton of pictures to show a step-by-step, that usually will get people to stay on it and even become more practical to them. So as an example, my article, The Five Steps to Creating a Landing Page with ConvertKit, is one of the most popular articles that I have, and it's filled with pictures. Other than that, the articles that people really like to see are the income reports, and those are filled with pictures as well. My other articles, they are very text-based, and they help with SEO and getting discovered. So when I look at it in that front, um, they do help me rank, but it's the others that nurture my community. So talking about that, then you want to like choose the best pictures, right? So the great quality and videos that match. If you make your own videos, that's even better because other videos don't usually, you know, match your tone. So making sure that you align and that you choose a good URL that I, I know that it's um, a bit in the weeds now, but Something that's going to be easy for Google or whatever your search engine to understand. 
So for Google, they like it when it's just very simple. It's just a title and the URL. But there's other ways that you can do that, right? Like some URLs have the date, the author, the just a ton. And Google just likes to get straight to the point. But, you know, other browsers might act differently. And as you're writing it, just make sure that it sounds natural <laughs> because you want people to, you know, identify with your work and whether they're reading last week's article or this week's article, there needs to be some fluidity, right? There needs to be some trust that you're building with your audience. So that's the tricky thing about hiring an editor is that if you have, you know, five different editors, the tone of voice might vary, especially if you're new and they don't have um, something to guide them as far as like tone of voice might get tricky. So making sure that that's, you know, that that's consistent as well. Putting links to other sites is really important. I mean, you're already going to be gathering information from other sites, uh, even if it's your own opinion. So just make sure that you give credit. And it also helps you with SEO. But mostly, you know, give credit because at some point you're going to be at the same level as the people that you're pulling information from. And you want to make sure that, you know, you are a partner and a colleague rather than, you know, someone who you know, misused information. Not not that you're misusing it, um, but if you don't give them credit uh, for their really hard work, it's, it's just, um, it's better to give them credit. So make sure that you have a ton of, well, not a ton, but you, that you have plenty of links in there. But most importantly, make sure that you link to your own content. So if you've talked about a certain subject and you're not going to be diving deep into it, then link your own post within the new post. Interlinking will really help um, with finding your article on SEO, but also most people want to know what you have to say about other subjects as well, and it helps with time on site and sessions as well and page views. And, you know, be sure to include contact information for sure. Most people will just, you know, put like a comment box at the bottom. That works. Um, some people do the contact me page. That works as well. You can have both. Just have a way for people to contact you. I also have in my personal blog, I have a plugin where it lets you kind of like medium highlight and share. And that way people can automatically share whatever part they want. And it helps me out because it helps me get discovered, but it really also helps them because there might be a part that they really want to remember in the long run or that they want to share. And it, it's easier for them to be able to share it rather than copying and pasting and you know not giving credit because they forgot or you know whatever. So mistakes happen, right? So just making it easy for people. So the end goal is to always be, um, to give readers the best experience, the best content, and most, you know, like a website called firstsiteguide.com found that 53% of all traffic comes from either organic searches on Google or other websites like 
Facebook. So Facebook accounts for like 46% or other websites like Facebook, like Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all this. So, you know, you have more of a chance of getting found on Google if people are just kind of looking for themes altogether. But you have a really good chance at having having a targeted audience when they're directly clicking on the link because they follow you on, you know, other platforms. I mean, of course you want your first blog post to be one of the best more so because it gives you that that push of encouragement to continue to do the work that you've been inspired to do. So here's some pointers. <laughs> Write a mighty fine first paragraph. So in your first paragraph, basically summarize what you're going to say. That way people can quickly see what your article is about. This is also like a meta description. You can use it twice. So when your article shows up on Google or even when people are sharing it on Twitter, on the Twitter card, there is a short summary that people can see about your article. This is really important. And you want people to click on it. You want people to keep reading. So make sure that that's there. Have a strong introduction. Uh, Make sure that you grab people's attention. The way that I do this is I give a personal story. So having people continue because they they see that human side and they're able to see themselves in my work. Everybody's a bit different, but that's what has worked for me. Make sure that you deliver value, right? That it's not a landing page. That is more about just creating value, whatever that means to your content. Just be sure that you're doing, you know, that. Have a call to action, of course, whatever you need them to do afterwards. So whether that's commenting, sharing, liking, reposting, whatever it is, like just have some type of action that you want them to to take afterwards. Again, don't plagiarize, like don't take anybody's work without giving them without giving them the credit. And most of all, have fun. So be sure that your topic, whatever it is that you're excited to talk about it and uh, you're going to be able to keep talking about it. So now let's say you have your blog, you posted your first uh, blog post. Uh, Now it's time to start promoting your blog. Some people can even start promoting the blog before they even have it running. So for example, on Pinterest, because it takes kind of a long time to be able to open a brand new Pinterest account and establish your brand and for people to see your pins. Some people start their Pinterest account before they even launch, but I'm just going to talk about like promoting your blog. (laughs) And of course there's like, you know, platforms like that, that you can start earlier just so that by the time you launch, that information is, is already being pushed to other people. Some of the things that you can do is like you can hire a professional blogger to promote your blog. So sometimes like on Fiverr, you might have a professional blogger that has their own blog and has their own community and even post their um, articles on different websites. And you, some of them will offer an add-on where you can pay a bit more and they can publish your article, give you all the credit, but do it through their account. That way you get more publicity. You can do that. 
you can improve your online presence as well. One of the easiest ways is social media. Uh, make sure that you're marketing and you're, you know, putting together um, just the content that's best going to represent you, but is also native to the platform. Promoting on social media can also be a very big distraction. So just make sure that you have a strong hold on that or that you hire someone to help you with your social media. You want to do blog commenting for lead generation and traffic. So looking, I mean, you're already going to be looking at all these other blogs and all this other information, right? Where you're going to gather information and put it into your blog post, so on. When you go to those websites, leave a comment. Talk about, you know, why you love their information. Thank them for taking the time to post it. And you could even do a little bit of a short promotion for yourself if it's, um, if it's available, right? If they allow it in their comment section, you can say, you know, I use this section to write my blog post. You can check it out at, and then you post a link. So that's another way that you can promote. And honestly, that's one of the best ways because it's a little bit more niche and more community oriented. It might give you a follow or an email sign up. Guest posting, you might find another blog that is really, you know, helpful or um, maybe not exactly the same as yours, but something that's complementary to yours. And you might just guest post. Some people ask for money to guest post. Some people pay just know that you can do that and that there's also opportunities for you to guest post for free. You might even be, you know, maybe they guest post on your blog and you do the same, but on their platform. And now for a break, stay with us. Hey, it's Anna, and the newsletter is open right now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. My newsletter is the most comprehensive service for blogging business owners. Each week, the newsletter focuses on strategies, features, and the benefits for online businesses. The Blogging Business Owner newsletter is the number one way that I get to connect with you each week. Having the newsletter is what drives traffic to my site every single day. So dive in now at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter bloggingbusinessowner.com slash N-E-W-S-L-E-T-T-E-R. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. You know that I've been posting on bloggingbusinessowner.com for a couple of weeks now, and I've been very lucky to rank on the first page of Google in my first month of blogging. When it comes to ranking, my favorite tool to use is Phrase. They have a great AI and care about their clients. They take the time to get to know what is most important to you and consistently make improvements to their service, like their website's answer bot. You can find the answer bot and more when you head over to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash phrase. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash F-R-A-S-E. Hosting your website just got easier. With Cloudways, I was able to set up my website in no time. Their easy-to-navigate features make hosting a website of breeze. So stop by bloggingbusinessowner.com slash cloudways for your free three-day trial. Bloggingbusinessowner.com slash C-L-O-U-D-W-A-Y-S. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash cloudways. Now, if you are selling products, you might be looking at ranking on different websites. So you might 
you know, look a little bit heavier at Amazon or Etsy or Google shopping, and that might be where you want to build those connections. So making sure that you're building that into your strategy as well is, is important. And increasing your block traffic today is, you know, essential. You can do that with social media. I mean, you can do that in a lot of different ways. Um, and I, I think all of them are valid. Um, and, you know, just kind of find what's best for you and for your content and audience, of course. Okay, let's go through some frequently asked questions. It says here, should I choose a hosted or non-hosted blogging platform? So it's it's really up to you and what your content is about and if you're wanting to make money or not. And if you have a website, if you're interested in building a website, the, all those things come into play. I host my own website. I want it full control. And I know that means more responsibility and more time. But I know that beginner bloggers who make between zero and $2,000 per month make their money, their first like $2,000 through ads. And so that was important for me. And I chose to go with Cloudways because I, I know that they're going to give me the best support. And that was really important for me. I don't want to fuss with my website being down or anything like that. So that's who I went with. And please send your questions if you have questions about them. But they also have a very comprehensive website. Okay. And another question. So thank you for that question. Next question. How to write a blog post in five easy steps. Okay. Thank you. So I do have a post that's called how to write a blog post. (laughs) Uh, So I encourage you to go on the website and and read that. I think it's number three. So I think you might find it at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash three. So the first thing is you want to research. So you want to get enough information so that you, you know, whatever your knowledge is, is going to build up to the conclusion, your suggestion, your opinion, your result. So you want to make sure that you're up to date with just the best information out there. And for that, I really like to use Phrase. So Phrase is a great place, especially if you do evergreen content. Now, if you are into finance and you're doing stocks, then of course, you know, Phrase might not be fast enough uh, with like the quarterly earnings and quarterly reports. So in that case, you might just go straight to the reports. Uh, But everybody's a little bit different. But basically, if you're doing evergreen content or if you're doing very niche content like um, river boats or something like that, you know, like they've been around for just some time now. Uh, So Phrase would be able to find a lot of information on that. That's a really easy way to do it. Um, Make sure that you use keywords uh, in your article for ranking, for answering questions, for making your post relevant. Phrase is really great for that. You want to determine your themes of your blog post. So, you know, every blog has content pillars, so different themes within the blog. So, for blogging business owner, it's marketing, um, online business, entrepreneurship. So there's like all these like um, anchor topics or themes. So just make sure that you you look at what themes are 
important to your content and your business. Choosing the right blogging platform, again, I I think that's super important because that's really the way that you start and that migrating your information back and forth is really a headache. So you want to stay away from that as much as possible. If you're going to start with Blogger, just, you know, just know that you're probably not going to make any money. I I don't know how people or if people make any money on Blogger because it's a shared hosting site. So, and you have to look into their terms of use or terms of service uh, and you're tied to them, right? So whenever they change them, you have to abide by them. So that means you might have to do a review of your content if something is, you know, outside of um, the terms of service or, and then you might lose your content. (laughs) So you just think about what you're most comfortable with uh, and think about the blogging platform and just, I think, think long-term if there's a long-term thing, even if it's six months, it's whatever thing you're thinking of. So if it's a six-month thing, if it's a 10-year thing, think long-term and see what platform's going to support you the best. The last step is write write your blog post. <laughs> so just like keep writing. That's really the the last uh, the last tip I would give you about writing blog posts is, you know, keep writing and keep refining your art. And you know, I don't expect your first publishing to be perfect. Um, actually, none of them are gonna be perfect because as soon as you post them, SEO is gonna change, right? Because of seasonality, because of people, events, it's just, it changes. So it's going to change. So you're going to have to go back and do content management. (laughs) Uh, So just, just know that, you know, you're always going to come back to it. Um, It's it's never a one and done. Thanks so much for that. Okay. Next question. What should I blog about for beginners? Well, it's not, it's not super hard to write for beginners. Um, I think the most important thing for beginners is that you make it interesting and formative and that there is some relatability to it so that people know and feel confident that they're able to take your suggestions and and do them, right? So they have to be very clear and um, that's a lot of communication. So sometimes things might be communicated better through pictures and videos and other times the text is good enough. So just kind of thinking about your audience and where they actually are as far as beginners, because some people are beginners, but they have some wits about, you know, different things on the internet. Thank you. Next one is how much can a beginner blogger make? Okay. So this really ranges (laughs) and it really, really depends. I think most bloggers don't make more than $2,000, but those that do make, you know, more money, they can go to you know, like 25000 and more per month. Um, so it, it really does depend. Um, you know, I talk about a breakdown of this on a blog post. It's called What is a Blog? But I think I've kind of changed the title to This is a Blog. And you can find it at bloggingbusinessowner.com slash one. And I do talk extensively about, you know, what bloggers make. 
um, and, and what niches work best and how money is coming in. So is it mostly ads or e-courses? Another way that I kind of delve a little deeper into this is through the newsletter. So sign up for the newsletter and you'll get regular posts. I'm usually posting about once a week, um, but I've been doing twice. I just try not to say twice because it's kind of hit and miss, but I know mid-August I will be posting twice, so you might even get three times. Uh, But, you know, it's helpful information. I try to make it as um, kind of creative as possible and engaging and short and to the point, of course. Uh, so if you want to sign up for that, it's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash newsletter. Thank you for that. Okay, next question. How much can a beginner blogger make earning from affiliate marketing? It's different. Everybody is different. Um, people make no money. Some people make a lot of money. Usually people who make between like $2,000 and... per month from blogging make most of their money with affiliates, a big chunk of it. And the second best is um, ads. And then the one with the biggest jump from earning less than 2K or, or 2K, I should say, 2K and then from 2K to 7.5 it's um, the e-courses. People start offering e-courses. Uh, and so I think like earnings for people under like 2K is like 3% of their earnings are from e-courses. And then that triples uh, when they're earning between 2 and 7.5. And now um, 10% of their earnings, you know, just about is coming from e-courses. It doesn't sound like that much, but when you look at it from a growth standpoint, it, it may you know, um, significantly more within its own um, lane. <laughs> but yeah, most people make uh, most of their money with affiliate links once you meet that $2,000 a month uh, mark. So it's important for, for you to get to $2,000 a month as soon as possible because then you can start to scale up pretty quickly. But the first consistently $2,000 a month, it's it's really difficult to get there. Okay, so thank you for that. Okay, next question. What are the best ways to use a blog for business? So some of the best ways to use a blog for business is, you know, you can put up advertising, which is really great. At first, you might just be letting just about anybody (laughs) advertise on your site. And then later on, as you get more traffic, you can become to be more kind of selective in the advertisement and also in the space where it's advertised because advertisement does negatively affect user experience and it also doesn't help you with your SEO (laughs) because SEO doesn't, you know, same thing because of uh, UX, of user experience. So you want to, you know, like kind of be, go easy on the advertisements and that's why people uh, will get, you know, um, selective with their advertising and then very strategic as far as like where they put it. 
Um, so I think that's really important. Another thing that's really important is create a constant communication. And you want to make sure that you are putting out there the best interpretation of your brand uh, as much as possible because it you know your brand really starts to get clarified when people interpret it uh, but you want to give them you know the the words and the feelings and you know that those behaviors of the brand and you want people to identify with that you don't want people to misunderstand and you know think about your brand differently than what you intended to you can always shift Next question. What is the best blog platform? <laughs> well, I mean, we've been talking a lot about this, but um, there's tons of blog platforms. It just depends on what type of blog you want. If you want to self-host it, um, the most popular is WordPress. Next question. Should I start a blog in 2021? Okay, well, um, it's... We're more than halfway through 2021. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think at any time starting a blog is really important, um, especially if you want to take hold of your brand and your advertisement, advertisement, your products, your services, right? Especially if you're just starting out in the online world, I think uh, making sure that you're pushing out as much content as possible is really important, but also like meaningful content. Uh, I think it's really important. So you can start whenever. Um, I think 2021 is a great place to start. I will say that a lot of people, because of the pandemic, they are um, interested in going out and, you know, going to the beach and going to concerts again and, you know, because of the whole pandemic thing. And so um, you might not see a lot of people on your blog just because people are not spending a lot of time. Uh, reading blogs, especially in the summertime, people just don't don't. Uh, in the winter time is when things you know are pick up. So you know it's going to take you a while to rank anyhow because that's just Google. So if you want to start a blog, you know this now is the best time to start. And if you want to start, you know, selling a product, like especially for the holidays, right now is the best time to start planning and ordering and getting all that put together and uh, making sure that you're building a community within the social platforms so that you can later on do like Instagram lives or whatever and, and sell your products or your services online. So the sooner you start, the better, right? But it's, it's really up to you. Just make sure that I think the biggest thing for me is always my mental health. Uh, and my health overall. So if I'm in a good place, then I want to do something, right? But if I'm sick or, you know, or I just don't feel like doing it now um, or consistently, I might just start writing uh, and and not publishing, right? And just putting things into like a folder. And then when you're ready to be more consistent, then you have all that content there. I think just being flexible and knowing who you are, I think is really important. Okay, last question. What type of blogs make the most money? <laughs> okay, so I, I have all this written down, bloggingbusinessowner.com slash one. I'll write it all down and I'll break it down. But basically, 
the most profitable niches as from a study in 2018 it was finance marketing food lifestyle mommy and travel in that order so you know you can jump into one of these if you're really passionate about it if you're not passionate and you like what you do just do that i think is important but if you want to make money and you know about these things then you might want to do that um there's men that have mommy blogs because they know that they are super successful so they might share their experiences uh, but you know call it a mommy blog instead of a daddy blog all together I'm just so happy that you're considering blogging. And if you're listening to this, blogging is definitely an asset to your business. So if you have a business online and you're just wondering about, you know, how to get more reach, then adding a blog is a really great way to do it. I think that these tips are great for anybody who, even if you're not a beginner blogger, but if you're a company who's established and is trying to grow their business, you know, this is a great episode for you. And I think the biggest thing that comes out is, or that sticks out to me, is that you don't have to do it alone. You do have tons of help. Um, You can go to Fiverr, you can go to Upwork. Actually, you can hire me on Fiverr. (laughs) So I'll put a commercial for that here. Uh, But you could go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash Fiverr. I just signed up as a... um, uh, a person that sells gigs. I'm, I'm not too sure on the terminology yet, but if you need any support, uh, more hands-on than just a, kind of like a podcast or a blog, I'm happy to help you. I'll leave the link inside of the blog post and I'll also, also have it in the website as well. So, but, you know, most important thing, stay consistent, enjoy what you're doing and um posts as much as possible all right thanks so much thank you for connecting with us it's always a pleasure and privilege to share time with you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform where you can consume our podcast and leave a review on apple Podcasts and comment on the blog post you can find the show notes by going to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash show notes i'm your co-host anna And this is your co-host Chaitanya. Thanks for joining us and listening to us today. I hope you have a wonderful day. So, as you know, I have been in the podcasting space for some weeks now, and I have been very lucky to produce successful episodes. If you want to hear more episodes, go to bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast. Access the one stop to subscribe to your favorite platform and connect with us online. That's bloggingbusinessowner.com slash podcast.